to Ladies Talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm Syl. Welcome to Season 5 of Ladies Talking Leafs, Episode Number 1. Uh, Leafs training camp is opened up, and uh, yeah, it's exciting to see the guys back on the ice. They had their first preseason game versus the Senators this afternoon, unfortunately a 3-2 loss. So the games have already begun. It's exciting. Yeah, I, I actually... I'm so surprised at how excited I am right now. I've been missing hockey like a lot more in this off season for some reason than I than I kind of have in the past few for some, whatever reason. And yeah. I am I don't know. I'm just like super stoked yeah, for I'm, everything I'm, to get started. I'm obviously missing it because I actually didn't. I'll be truthful. I didn't catch this game this afternoon uh, versus the Senators, and I'm watching a repeat of the game right now. So normally I don't very often and it's a preseason game. So I must be desperate for watching Leafs hockey. So, yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm glad that they're getting it underway finally. So anyway, first, before we get into any of the Leaf talk, uh, we want to give a shout out to a Facebook group member of the female fans of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Her name is Caitlin Amy. Uh, She was at the NHL Global Series in Melbourne, Australia, and said that the experience was awesome. And we also want to give a shout out to one of our ex-followers at Beryl Bryce, who is in Christchurch, New Zealand, and also traveled to Australia for game two of the series. So those are dedicated Leaf, Leaf fans, dedicated hockey fans. (laughs) <laughs> who don't really get a chance to see NHL players up close. Um, by all accounts, it was uh, like a sold out event. Uh, the stands yeah. looked like really full. It really looked like a hockey arena. They yeah, did a really yeah. great job of, of making it, you know, you know, I'm no, sure there did. was no roof. So, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but it looked, uh, looked great uh, watching yeah. it. Yeah. They, um, so Caitlin, I don't know if it's Kate. Well, Caitlin Amy is her handle, I guess, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But the uh, if it's Amy Caitlin, I was trying to figure that out myself. But uh, yeah, she she said it was it was a great time. She had her Leafs jersey because I was I I did manage to stay up for the Friday night game and watch a little bit of the beginning. And uh, I was looking for Leafs jerseys and I I didn't see any. But <laughs> then my my brother told me today he saw one. So and then I saw. Caitlin, Amy, uh, she had she had a photo there on Facebook, and um, yeah, it was great to see the fans, and they were lined up to see the Stanley Cup as well. Um, mm-hmm. I liked the picture; they had a picture of the Stanley Cup with the Australian Football League trophy, I guess, together. So I thought that was kind of cool to have the two trophies there, and um, yeah, and then Beryl Bryce, I was surprised actually, somebody from like that's dedication too, like somebody from New Zealand actually traveling to Australia mm-hmm. to uh to catch an NHL game. I mean it was well, a, I mean if that's the closest, yeah. Then, then you gotta well, go, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter who it if it's obviously he said he said he's not like uh he has well, he didn't say it, but I saw that he's a, he's a Leafs fan. He follows mm-hmm. us, so obviously he loves the Leafs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why else would you follow ladies talking Leafs? But um but yeah, so I I was uh I was impressed by that. And um, one thing I saw a sign, it was funny, a, a kid there and the crowd had a sign saying, I'll, I'll trade you some Tim Tams for a hockey puck. The <laughs> <laughs> Tim Tams, in case nobody knows, it's these little chocolate cookies that they have in Australia. Mm-hmm. And they're, uh, they're really, they're tasty, actually, sort of thing. So I, I would have taken it if I was one of the, if I was one of the players, I would have taken those Tim Tams for a puck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um yeah, so we do have some news when it comes to the NHL Global Series in Sweden, which the Leafs are going to be a part of in November. And we'll share that. It's our own personal news, so we'll share that news in our regular season opening show on October 18th. So it is exciting to be sure. So follow or subscribe uh, wherever you listen to our podcast, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, and don't miss an episode of Ladies Talking Leafs if you want to hear the news. So now it's time to get on with our show. And first off, we're going to dive right in uh, with our thoughts on the Leafs line combinations to start from the first few days of camp. And then for a third period segment, we welcome our Ladies Talking Leafs insider, Mike Agello, back to the show to talk about everything from the Leafs defense, William Nylander, and also this, the salary cap situation and a lot more. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. Okay, so um, for the opening of camp, there was forty-seven. There are forty-seven players, and the team has been split into two groups. Um, so we're just going to 
dive a little deeper here into the uh, into the forward line combinations first that Sheldon Keith is working with. Um, so, I mean, it was pretty obvious they were going to put Bertuzzi with uh, Matthews and Marner. That's what they had in the uh, in that in the first few days of camp, and then uh, the second line they had Tavares, Snyes, and Lafferty, which I'm not sure about. Sam Lafferty there, but um, we'll get into that in a second. And then Nylander, Domi, and Yarncroke. And then for the fourth line, it was Camp, Freeves, and uh, Noah Gregor. Now, Noah Gregor, just to give, I looked up some information on him. He's a center who shoots left, and it's on. he's on, he's the only PTO, actually, that we have uh, for this training camp with the Leafs. He played in 57 games last season with the Sharks, and he had 10 goals, 7 assists, and he was playing on the fourth line, and he was a fourth-round pick for the Sharks in 2016. So that's a bit of information on him because apparently he has a shot, I guess, uh, depth-wise at uh, for helping us out at center. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What did uh, – I mean, the Ma- I think that Matthews-Marner-Bertuzzi line is going to stick. Like, they're going to – get their chemistry like, at least for the start anyways and mm-hmm. they're going to get their chemistry going and it seems like uh especially with marner right now like i guess in the in the scrimmage in that they had some chemistry going a little bit or they were they were getting it going and it was funny bertuzzi how he said he just has to basically glue his stick on the ice mm-hmm. and wait for the wait for marner to give him the pass but um yeah and uh the one that i'm oh couple of things i'm questioning here i guess but the one that i'm questioning i guess is lafferty um with Tavares and and nyes now again these are just because i mean it was totally different lines obviously in the game against ottawa in the first preseason game today because mm-hmm. whatever not all the players could play obviously it's 47 players in the camp so but these are i guess the main ones that that we picked out and um i don't know i think now i'm thinking of it with with Nylander at center, since they decided that they want to not have this as like an experiment, they want to try and do this full time. It really, <laughs> it really puts down our right side. I'm finding like when I like, I mean, they put mm-hmm. Lafferty up there. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe even like put um, like Robertson up there or, or like try somebody that has a bit more, I know I know Keith likes the uh like to have a defensive guy in there with the well, two. I think he, that Lafferty, I don't think he's got him up there for for defense necessarily. I think that they are expecting more offense out of him because they want him to utilize his speed. He's a fast guy. Yeah. And so I'm thinking that I my thinking is is that they feel like maybe that he could be, you know, the new Sean Monahan. Um mm-hmm. Not Sean Monahan. No. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? Molson, Matt Molson. Oh, okay. In New York Islanders. Oh, you know, like okay. there's a lot of guys that Tavares played with there that he made a lot better. And so right. I'm thinking that um that's probably what they're yeah. hoping will happen with Lafferty. And of course, you know, Nye's so far, like small sample size. He's like great along the boards, dishing out uh, you know, getting pucks and all of that. So, um, who is he playing with today? Do you know on the game? Nice. Yeah. Uh, was, uh, I thought I wrote it down. God, I can't what remember. He was playing because I know Domi and Nylander were together. Yeah, and Yarncroke didn't play today. I think no. he got he got hurt. Um, oh, Steve's was on the other side with Nylander and Domi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And then um, Tavar. <laughs> Because nice, I forget who he played with, anyways, today. But, um, but yeah, he so, might have played with Minton actually. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Anyway, I can't, anyway. I can't remember, and I didn't write it down. <laughs> and unfortunately, the it, NHL yeah, you can updated say this, their yeah. app, and so it's so such crap that I can't even go back into it <laughs> now to figure that out. So, yeah, so the NHL's not helping us out. So no. we'll move, we'll go on here with the, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just think like even Yarncroak. I mean, la- I know last season I said it a few times, like the guy had, and he did show it a few times, like he has a really good shot. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, and he was pretty good with Nashville when it, uh, with, with that shot. But I don't, I'm thinking like 
They want, I think Domi and Nylander, I mean, they work today pretty well. Yeah, they had pretty decent chemistry today. Yeah, for the first game. And, but Yarncroke, I don't know if they're thinking like it's that like a Swedish thing to have him playing with Nylander to say maybe they'll they'll have a chemistry, but I just don't, I don't know. I just don't see that um, as a... Well, I heard today when they were talking about it um, on the panel that um, this could be a little bit of a experiment of, of, you know, emulating what Vegas did because Vegas had like so much depth down the center and they were able to, because of that, roll three lines that, you know, were really, really good and difficult to play against, right? So rather than having like a, a you know, true checking line kind of thing, they they had these these three very offensive, really good lines that they could roll out against anyone. And right. so maybe that's what they're trying to see if they can achieve that with, with Willie yeah. in the center. Um, yeah. Yeah. But that's, this is where, but anyways, that's why those, that right but to side. Me, is, I, I kind of think he needs to play farther up in the lineup than, than third line. Like he's not going to get, I mean, he played today because he was the top line center. Right. He yeah. Got a lot of minutes. Mind you, yeah. you know, if he's going to be getting um, penalty killing minutes and power play minutes as well, but you know, He's going to get his time, but he's he's going to play a lot less than he did last year, like yeah. or any year leading up to this. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. What do you think of the ideas being a penalty killing of Matthews playing, getting penalty killing time? Well, you know, I think we kind of looked into this a little bit. Uh, McDavid kills penalties. You know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I actually always... don't think that it was it's that bad an idea. Is it going to maybe affect his production? Like potentially, or yeah. you know. They could have, he, he leads in takeaways so yes, much of yeah. the time. Yeah. Like he might even be like, I don't know. He might even leave, lead the league in that. So um, the only thing that and worries. Marner are like the two top takeaway guys. Like, so what's, what better to utilize? Mm-hmm. Like even he said it, he said he has a good stick and he's yeah. interested in, in showing that and utilizing that in a penalty killing situation. So I have no doubt that he's going to be good on it. Like he's very defensively sound. Yeah. So no, I, Matthews, he, he obviously he, he is growing or, or has grown yeah. into a really good uh, two way forward. And he, the only thing that I guess gets me nervous when I see him sometimes to block the shots and mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I like I don't like that like the last cuz he did at times he was on there just like whether he was taking the draw and then he was getting off quickly but he had to stay on because uh because uh, the the play was stuck in their zone so and then sometimes he was trying to block the shot and I just didn't like that but I mean I guess that's the game nothing much you can do about that so um yeah and he might get more opportunity offensively well, too, How come like, you're not worried about Marner blocking shots? <laughs> I don't know, I guess, because we've seen him so much. He's he's too fast, I guess, right? He's like, he gets the puck, gets the puck and he just gets it out. <laughs> and he carries it out. So, But, but the, that's uh, the thing, though, that Matthews has that skill set, too, you know, where yeah. he can he can strip somebody of the puck. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm I'm actually excited to see it. And um, yeah. well, I guess, yeah, Keith I think says, he's going to be good at it. Yeah, Keith says he's going to get the opportunity. I did think it was funny. I heard today they said that one of the media members asked Morgan Riley about apparently in the scrimmage he did Matthews did do some uh, penalty killing, mm-hmm. and they asked Morgan Riley what they thought, and he said he did. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I guess he wasn't in his group. Like maybe I don't know he. But then he started laughing, right? Because he he's like he goes, I didn't even notice. He said, right? He goes, did he actually did go on the on the PK? <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! I'm like, he's okay. a uh, Morgan Riley's another one that's going to be on the penalty kill more this year, probably too. Yeah, because I think they yeah. want to use you know they're not going to use Klingberg in that situation. Obviously, he's he's not probably not that no. great at it by all accounts. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, so yeah. he's and, probably going to get a little less. Pa- little less power play but more penalty kill yeah and riley got the um 25 minutes today he played versus the sense he had the most mm-hmm. total like for the he's for always the team, still going to so. get the most yeah i guarantee you he's going to be the the 
the time on yeah, ice leader always, at the end of the yeah. season as usual. Yeah. 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 So today, just uh, to let our listeners listeners know to the from the game today versus the Sens, um, it's the Sunday game because I guess they'll be playing on Monday night uh, in at Scotiabank Arena. But of the young guys, um, I guess a couple of guys that uh, I read that uh, impressed was uh, Alex Steves and Roni Hervonen. Uh, they both had good games. Steve's had a goal, and Roni Hervinen, um had an assist, and he had four shots on goal. Apparently, he had a really good game. So, um, And then you were impressed with... Uh, For me, the person who stood out the most yeah. was Fraser Minton. Like, yeah. he really stood out. He was he was in on plays. He did really, really well in the face-off circle. He had uh, three shots as well. Um yeah, like he he did not look like a nineteen year old out there. He definitely did take a step in his game. I I think so. He looks he like he should has- go down to back to the OHL and dominate this year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. actually, it's the Western. He's going to be. I think it's Kamloops. Oh, it's Kamloops. He's yeah. in the West. Yeah, but he's uh, but he looked like he looked like a big dude out there. I think when mm-hmm. I saw him number number thirty nine, you look at was- his face. And then he looks like a twelve-year-old, <laughs> young to say the least. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. still, so, still a baby in that way. But you know, yeah. anyway, he he looks like a like a good pickup so far. Yeah. So let's yeah. hope he keeps improving. And um, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, and I'm most likely at home, I would think tomorrow night's game with would be like Matthews and Marner are probably going to play. Yeah, yeah, and, um, mm-hmm. Tuesday and. Uh, and then I guess today the goaltenders were that Frank is Petrozelli and Hiddleby. Uh, Hildeby, sorry. And they apparently. Hildeby? Had, yeah, Hildeby. Hildeby. He's like 6'6, six, six, that guy. Mm-hmm. So he's huge. They, so. uh, they played pretty well, both of them. Uh, Petrozelli, unfortunately, uh, for the first period, we were in the box most of the time. He had a lot of shots on him in the first period. I think they had yeah. like 16. We only yeah. had like six or seven. So, um, yeah, <laughs> didn't start yeah. out well with uh, Domi being in the box uh, in, in within 13 <laughs> seconds for roughing, no doubt, Yes, which following. I actually think might have been a joke penalty just for fun because he seemed to be laughing. So just to follow in his dad's footsteps, right? <laughs> <laughs> not really. Not really. Anyways. Yeah. So uh, I think overall it was a good, it was a good first game. I think first. Uh, yeah. Taste, they came uh, back and they almost tied it. They actually yeah. had really good action around the net when they were trying to tie it. Um, right. A lot of a lot of scrums, like there was just a lot of action yeah. in in around the net. But uh, Forsberg, who you know, he actually has something to prove. He played the whole game. You know, coming back from that injury, um, I think okay. he really, really wanted to have like a, a solid, solid game so so he played the full 60 the full 60 yeah because i think they want to get him the reps because he missed so much um last year with the with the knee injury so Hmm. um yeah so he played the whole game all right so we've kind of covered the uh forward lines at least uh that sheldon keefe has started camp with and we'll have a look at the d and goaltending on our show next week so now it's time to get into our third period segment uh and with our ladies talking leafs insider mike agello who's joining us to chat about a variety of leafs items going into the 23 24 season so for Leafs training camp just got underway and uh, this week and to talk about it for our third period segment, we have our Ladies Talking Leafs insider, Mike Agello. So Mike covers the Leafs and the NHL as a reporter and does a podcast with HockeyBuzz.com. He is co-host of Off the Post Radio and the Leafs Convo, and he is a writer for Full Press Hockey. Mike also covers the Buffalo Sabres as a lead writer with Buffalo Hockey Now. Thanks for coming on the show again, Mike. Uh, good evening, ladies. Uh, yeah, I, I, I was just like, there's such an intro there. It's like, but you're wasting all my time just talking about all the jobs that I have. Sorry. <laughs> it's been a couple of months too since yeah, uh, yeah, since you've yeah. been on the show. So we, yes. uh, yeah, it's it's good as a reminder as to how much you do do. You exactly. Do yeah, yeah, but um, yeah. So we're gonna get right into it here. Um, okay. Actually, it was funny because I was my first question was about the Leafs defense. Um, and it was funny because I saw you actually wrote a, a little uh column about it on on your Hockey Buzz uh blog um this week. And 
I don't know. I'm just not right now. I'm kind of worried about the defense. Um, I'm not a fan other than Riley and Brody mm-hmm. uh, as a pairing. Like they're good. They're solid. Um, and they play well together, I think. And I don't know. What do you, what do you think about, I just think the second and third pairings, like, I don't know, Troy living the way he was saying, he actually thinks they're better than they are somehow or yeah. they will be. So yeah, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Well, when, and I can't remember who asked the question, but you know, they asked him, Oh, it was Steve Simmons asked him, you know, do you think this is, you know, based on what Vegas had in terms of, you know, defense with all these big guys like Petrangelo and Theodore, um, you know, do you think you have a Stanley cup winning defense? And Brad for living said, we'll see. It's like, okay, that, that doesn't ex- exactly exude confidence, but <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with your assessment. Like I think Morgan Riley, uh, is a very good defenseman. He didn't have a great regular season last year. He had a really good playoff. I think we all know that, uh, you know, how good of a defenseman he is. He's not a number one. And that's been the, arg- you know, the argument over the last few years. I think he's a really good number two, but good luck finding a number one, you know, if you either draft a number one or you sign one in free agency and they don't have the cap space to sign one in free agency and they haven't developed one. So he's it. Um, right. I, I think their defense is okay. I don't think it's great. Um, I think the, the, the necessity to re-sign Luke Shen um, in terms of the physicality on the blue line was important enough. Obviously they didn't do that, but he got way overpaid. I mean, there's no way that they were going to be able to yeah. afford what he got paid by Nashville and God bless. I'm, I'm very happy that he did get paid because he's a good guy and a very good player, but you know, he was making eight hundred nine $900,000 a year. Now he's making, what is it like throughout 3 million. Um, but I have some concerns. Yeah. Um, like I'm not as I'm not as sour on Jake McCabe as some other people are. I think he's right. fairly decent. I think yeah. you know, he's, a, he's a four. You know, he's he's a second pairing guy. Um, Klingberg is a concern, not offensively. Offensively, he's really good. And mm-hmm. um, as we've seen over the last couple of days, they're using him. And I I predicted this right when they signed him. He was going to be the point guy in the power play. You know, yeah. they want they want Morgan Riley to be more five on five to concentrate on that. Not that he's not a good power play quarterback. He is. He's very good offensive uh, offensively. He's a good passer. He just doesn't have a big shot from the point and mm-hmm. Klingberg yeah. does. So that's going to be his role. Do you um, think, do you yeah. think that, si- that I think it's Simon Benoit? That got, yeah. There's this kid that he I, I don't know. If, I think he's a. He's 24 years old. He's 24? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. The other guy that Maxime Lejoie is 25 years old. Yeah. Like those are the two other guys, I guess, that they picked up that I technically have NHL experience. Like, mm-hmm. do you think either of them, because we, we don't have a lot of depth other, like, other than those two pickups, because the other guys, they're going to be with the Marlies, like Villeneuve and um, Nimelon. Yeah, yeah, they, they still need to develop right so i don't know i'm just wondering like even with giordano being like close to 40 um he's 39 right he's still 39 i don't want to give him yeah for another week yeah yeah that's right (laughs) yeah so yeah i just think you know there's not you you probably want to do some load management with him because we saw that in the playoffs giordano wasn't uh wasn't the way he was during the regular season, right? Like he played phenomenal at the beginning of the year when mm-hmm. we had all those injuries with Riley yeah. and and Brody and that. But well, for, know, what do you? Do that's you know probably anything? what did him in too. Yeah, actually, yeah. He but ended up think, having to play too much during that time. Yeah. Do you think either of those two guys, like a Simon Benoit and Maxime Lajoie, like do they have any? Well, the, okay. Of- the, the the issue first is salary cap right. because. Right now, even with LTIR with Muzzin and Matt Murray, they're a couple million over the cap. So right. they're gonna have they're, they're gonna have to be some move made to um to rectify that. Well, that's now, actually the the next question that I had. Get ready for that for you. Yeah. So but, so what do you think will happen then? Like, is well, it going to be a trade or do you think they're just going to try to massage the cap like they kept trying to do last year, you know, with the 11 and 7 and and all of that kind of stuff and going with shorter roster? 
Well, Brandon Pridham is like a masseur, so of course, you know, he'll, <laughs> he, he'll be, he can massage with the best of them, but I don't know how they're going to effectuate that uh, because, I mean, right now, like specifically on the defense. Yes, yeah. They probably are going to have to carry seven defensemen because of what you just talked about with Giordano. Mm-hmm. And the right. number seven is Connor Timmons, but Connor Timmons makes $1.1 million. So can you afford to carry seven defensemen? Now, there is that rule where you can, um, say, have a player, um, if there's an injury, call them up if they're, and it doesn't count against the cap if they're at the veteran minimum or I think like under $800,000. Like, uh, I think Benoit was signed for seven seventy five. I think Lejoie yeah, was signed was. for seven seventy five. Yeah. They are both, so, yeah. In case of an injury, those guys could be called up and they wouldn't count against the cap, but they have to get under the cap at the very beginning of the season. And that's, and that's the issue. So, I mean, ideally, I think they want to carry seven. I think right now you saw the pairings that what they're using in training camp. It's Riley and Brody. No yeah. surprise. It's McCabe and Klingberg. Um, I know I, I can just see people are going to say, oh, my God, you know, you, you, I wish we had Justin Hall back because we had ja- John. <laughs> no, no, I'm never saying that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and your third pairing is Giordano and Liljegren. I personally think Liljegren is going to end up being uh, elevated to the second pairing. I think he played well last year. Um, I think he's a much better defenseman than people think. He, you know, maybe Sheldon Keith finally has some confidence in him, even though, you know, he didn't. He didn't play all the time during the playoffs. They had Shen playing with Riley, and you know, they, and they had enough veteran guys that they could, you know, lessen the workload on a guy like Lilligren. But I think they need to play him in the top four. He's got the ability to do so. Well, according um, to his Instagram account, it looks like he worked pretty hard over the summer. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he's, you know, he's a talented. He's a talented kid. You know, they they basically took four years to, you know, put him through the system uh, in the AHL. He gained a lot of experience. He gained a lot of strength. I think he's a much more well-rounded player than he was when he came over. I think he was 2017 first-round pick. So, you know, it took three, four years, and I I think that that slow development has paid off. But right now the big concern on, on defense is – you know, is can they carry seven or will they be only be able to carry six? And if they only carry six, then it's going to be that call up, up and down. Can they yeah. get can they get Timmons through waivers? I don't think it's a problem for Simon Benoit yeah. or LeJoie to get down to, to the Marlies. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be a problem at all. Yeah. Um, but those, those are the issues that they're going to be dealing with. Yeah. All right. Go on with the uh, with the cap question, still that you had. Well, uh, I mean, well, I think, like I think we pretty much covered it. Like you well, know, is yeah, obviously but, they're they're three million over the cap, right? So even with the LTIR that they have right now, um, so you don't foresee then though that there would be maybe like a a trade potentially at this well, stage. I mean, the thing is that I, there has to be unless there's all of a sudden an injury that happens that we are not seeing that. But the yeah. thing is, there is, you know, there is a cap on how much LTIR money you can mm-hmm. have. So even if a player gets injured, they only can put a certain amount of money on LTIR and they've already reached that apex. So it doesn't matter if somebody gets hurt. It matters whether they count against the cap, which means, you know, could you see Ryan Reeves sent to the Marlies? Nobody's going to yeah. claim them with three. Wow. Nobody's going to claim them with three years at a million three. And mm-hmm. then you just, you know, it's, it's sort of like a Wayne Simmons type situation where he's never playing for the Marlies, but he, and he's practicing with the Leafs, but he's just, they can't afford him at this, at this point. That's the dilemma right now. How yeah. do they get underneath the cap? So if they were going to make a trade, then who do you think are like, who's the most likely candidate then? Not not William Nylander, yeah. let's just say. I, we know that you... you, you I mean, that's the, that, we didn't ask who he would like traded. I'm no. asking who the Morris most likely candidate would be. See, the, the, but the, this, this, is the, this is the thing that is extremely uh, aggravating. The, 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 solution, the solution to this, and I'm, again, I am not saying 
just trade them, get them, no. you know, get them out of the team. We don't want them at all. You know, bag yeah. of parts, just get rid. No, it's like <laughs> he's he is a valuable asset, but nothing that has been said, nothing that has occurred over the last month or six weeks. You know, go, starting back uh, when. Uh, uh, the 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 press tour in uh, in Sweden when uh, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman interviewed him, and he's like, yeah, I, I you know I I can play I can play the season out. Okay, yeah, that's great for you because at the end of the season there's a pot at the end of the rainbow because you're going to hit unrestricted free agency. It's the team that you play for that has the the dilemma. They you know you're an asset. And yeah. if you walk away for nothing, then all they get is cap space. And that's that's a waste. Now, right. I, I like I'm very curious about this experiment that um, started. <laughs> and this is probably one of your other questions. Um, I'm very curious at what the motivation for this yeah. is. Are you, are you thinking it's a conspiracy? No, no, no. I don't think it's a conspiracy. (laughs) The way I uh, actually, like Justin Bourne uh, put it um, on the on JD Bunkus's podcast, basically Mm -hmm. that there, if he wants to be paid as a ten million dollar player, right? You know, then you know that that's you know then that's why they're putting him at at center. So if he if he plays really well there, then Mm -hmm. he's then he's proving that he's worth the the dollars. So if he doesn't, then you know, then he is what he is. Go back to the eight and a half you know? or a nine. Yeah. <laughs> William Nylander is, tw- is 27 years old. Yeah. Every time he has played center at the AHL level, and I saw him play a lot with the Marlies at the NHL level when he filled in for when Austin Matthews got hurt or filled in and, or, um, you know, when it was sort of garbage time that one year when they were uh, tanking for Matthews, when he played center. Whenever he has played center, it hasn't been a disaster, but his defensive flaws are exposed. Now, I understand the reason the, the, the reason why here. It may be exactly what Justin Bourne is saying. They want to see, okay, can he be the number two center to replace John Tavares when we have to move John to the wing because his speed is decreasing? I don't have any belief that he can be because if he could have been he would have been already sheldon keith has tried him at center a number of times mike babcock oh did i I say that name um (laughs) you know tried him at center it always was a failure not because he doesn't have the ability but because he doesn't play the type of two-way responsible game up the middle that you have to and now he is he is, he's done he's become better on the wing playing more responsible defensively but playing on the wing and playing center are two completely different so, things i have a question there though with regards to that then like do you think it makes any because those were all kind of you know i think they tried it like on a whim in the playoffs one time they tried mm-hmm. it mid-season do you think it makes any difference the fact that they're mentally preparing him for it coming into training camp um, and he is getting reps in training camp uh, to kind of grow into it a little bit to, to, you know, mindset's a huge thing, right? So do you think that will make any difference? uh, Sheldon seems to think so. I'm a skeptic. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that what he said on Wednesday was, well, we're not planning on moving John to the wing. Right now, we're going to play all three up the middle. We're going to play Matthews, Suarez, and Nylander. Okay, that that means William Nylander is going to be your third-line center. Third-line mm-hmm. center is... Ice so, time no, is going to be an issue there. Yeah, too. so I mean, yeah. so what they're saying is, is that we're going to have three offensive lines. We're not going to have a... Checking line because David Camp would be your third line center in a prototypical set with Tavares being your number two, Matthews being your number one, and Nealander playing the wing. If you're talking about a you know a three line offensive attack, then you're probably I think they had uh, I think it was Domi and Yarncroke playing yes. on on the yeah. on the wings with Nealander. Now the reason they're playing Yarncroke is because Yarncroke is a def- is defensively responsible player so he's mm-hmm. probably there to cover for Neander for his 
you know, wanting wants uh, up the middle. Um, I, I honestly, I mean, there, there are two schools of thought here. One, this is a showcase. This is, we're going to play him up the middle. There are teams that are interested in him and they're interested in seeing if he can play up the middle and early in the season, it's not going to hurt us that much, but you know, let's, let's show them. And then maybe they'll pay in a deal what we deem as a good return. It's either that or, like Justin Bourne said, maybe they're finding out whether he it's worth the money to pay him because he can eventually be the number two center. And if he proves that he can't be, then he's an own rental and then, then they let him walk at the end of the year. I think that's the worst case scenario. If you let him walk for nothing, yeah. I think it's dumb. But if that's what they've determined that they're going to do, they're going to do what they want. Yeah, it's, yeah, it'll be interesting because, I mean, you know, with the offensive guy, like to me, like it, especially the fact that they're thinking of starting him on the third line, I mean, that's definitely going to affect his numbers like that. To me, it's 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 shades of when Kadri was in that spot and it just, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't enough for Kadri and it's like not enough ice time, you know, when you're playing most of the time on the third line. Now he's going to be getting power play minutes. So there's that. And I guess they've been also practicing on penalty kill, so maybe he's going to get a little bit more action there. Yeah, uh, but you know he's he's not going to see the ice as much as he has, and you know switching yeah, to this he, role, yeah. maybe his offense is going to suffer a little bit. What well, I think too, I I think too is the, I don't know. I think you'd for me. I think you need the speed on the wing, like moving yeah. Tavares over to the wing. Like I don't know. I just think you'd rather have somebody flying down the wing rather than having a slow guy that's. <laughs> And, and a little bit could, behind, I don't know. Like it's and then be. and then Tre living, I guess. Like he's well, I guess there has been some rumors, I guess, from the last with his Johnny Goudreau uh, situation. How he said he's never gonna do uh, like he's never gonna do that again. Like to leave a player like that and then let him walk, like leave it so long. And then he, I mean, obviously he doesn't, didn't know at the time he was going to come into Toronto and, and, uh, and be in basically the same situation. But I'm wondering if that's going to actually maybe potentially, I guess, make a difference here in this situation with Nylander. Well, the, the, the situation and Treliving said it, um, a couple weeks ago and he said it on Wednesday about Neilander, you know, wanting to be in Toronto and loving Toronto. That's beautiful. I love that. Okay. <laughs> show, nice sentiment. <laughs> show me. So, yeah. you know, basically it's like, okay, you love it? Okay, are you going to take less? Well, no, no, I love it, but I want $10 million. Oh, great. Okay. Well, that's not the, – there has to be a sort of a quid pro quo here. If you love it, then you have to do something to make it more beneficial for the team – to sign you. And that and that's the thing. It's like you look at the big four and you look at the picture where Neilander's up after this year and then Marner and Tavares are up after next year. They're eligible, both of them, to re-sign on July uh, next July 1st. Um, mm-hmm. I personally believe, and you know, I, I may be proved wrong, but I, I personally believe that next July or before the end of his deal, John Tavares will sign a two or three year extension for significantly less than eleven million dollars. Mm-hmm. Because be better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but no, <laughs> it better be significantly yeah. less. You know, like I would say, like you know, something like a like, like the Joe Pavelski contract with mm-hmm. Dallas, where I think it was like. Seven million or six million, and like you know, the, he's still a very effective player. He still scores thirty goals. He still can play center. I think that that'll happen, and that money will end up going mostly to to Marner, who Marner will end up probably getting not as much as Matthews, but probably in like the twelve million dollar range with the cap going up. But this right. is the issue. It's like okay, so there's a reallocation of funds with those three guys, but. You still have to upgrade areas of this team. Mm-hmm. And if you give William Nealander $10 million, then the defense that's a concern right now will continue still to be a concern. Be, yeah. So at, the, at a certain point, you have to make a decision. And this is, you know, Brad Trilliving's only been on the job for a few months. But if at a certain point, Lewis Gross is telling you, well, we're just going to play the season out and we'll talk about it in the summer. 
not a chance in hell. Deal him at that point. Well, I almost think, though, that you at least have to go through the motions and put those things in front of him and say, okay, you know what? This is our final number. We have trade trade partners for you. Mm-hmm. Um, this is like a, you know, put your money where your mouth is kind of thing. Like if you want to stay here, this is the number. If not, give us your, your teams. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. everything, that, everything that I've heard from the people in the know, uh, in the media, like Pierre Lebrun, like Elliot, like uh, Chris Johnston, is that maybe the Leafs weren't extremely happy with the offers that they were getting from mm-hmm. Neil, that they didn't think that they were worthy. So, you know, maybe it's it's a better situation just to play out the season with him as part of the group. Um, sure. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the case. I think you can get a return, like Kevin Fiala, who I always say is a comparable to Neilander. He was an RFA one year away from being a UFA. And when, uh, he was traded from Minnesota to LA, Minnesota got a first round pick and Brock Faber, who was a defenseman from the university of Minnesota. He's a top four defenseman for the wild now. He's a very, he was a very good prospect when they traded him. And it was, I think he was a second round pick and they got a first round pick. And if you get that from Neilander, a, a, an equivalent type of deal, and then maybe at the deadline, you flip that first round pick to get somebody who fills in that spot. I don't think that that's counterproductive. I think that's the way forward here. You simply, <laughs> if you can't get him to sign a deal, you cannot play out this season but if the will they uh, it sounds like that's what they're going to do but again i don't know how they're going to rectify this cap situation all right all right let's move on from william william nylander let's we could go on and on and on and on there's so many different permutations yeah 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 i've been i've been i've been labeled the nylander hater and the funny thing is i don't i don't hate the guy he's no i know i know we're just jabbing we're just jabbing no, no, he's just extremely talented player. But I, yeah. you know, when you have an asset like that, you either have to lock yeah. it up or you have to move it because you just can't let it walk. I away. know, but unfortunately, he is like the perfect guy for this market. Like the way he is, his personality, all of that, it really, really fits because things I, just slide off of him. I heard that about Phil Kessel. You know, oh, he's like a he's an idiot savant of hockey. No, I, yeah. I actually don't think that is true with Phil when he was here. Like yeah, it, it got like, underneath his skin. It did. Yes. Yeah. And and I think that is somewhat true for Willie too, is just he doesn't show it in the media at all. You know, like he's he's very, very glib and always shows his, you yeah. know, um Willie Styles type well, of persona. I, but I, I do you see it on the ice when mm-hmm. he's when he's not feeling it, you know? I, I I like when I covered the Marlies extensively when he was there, um He's very polished. He's very in mm. control. He doesn't say anything in media availabilities. It's all generalities. He's been trained well. I called him 90-second Willie because, <laughs> because he would go for 90 seconds. He would say basically nothing, and then he would end it. And like I remember in a press conference, I had my phone. I was recording it. You know, blah, 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 blah. One question, two questions, three questions over with. I show the phone to, uh, I, I, I don't think it's any problem to say. I show my phone to Steve Dangle, who was in the, uh, in the scrum with me, and it's 91 seconds. And I'm like, there you go. There you go. He's perfect. He's, he's the perfect man. Mm-hmm. The problem is that, you know, that pet perfect hockey player hasn't won a thing yet. That's true. Yeah. But he, he's shown up in the playoffs, though. That's the yes, thing. And, and in comparison to our other our other uh, star players, let's yes, yes, just yes. say that. But all right, we're going to move on to yes, the please. new acquisitions. Some yes. positivity on it. Um, okay. So who do you think out of the, the four guys that they got, the big guys, uh, Klingberg, Domi, Bertuzzi and uh, who's the Reeves? Ryan Reeves. Who do you think is going to have the biggest impact this season uh, for the for the team? I think it's obviously going to be Bertuzzi. I mean, yeah. I don't know whether like these lines that they put together in training camp are going to be if based on 
the way that Sheldon Keefe has operated over the last few years. He puts the line that he thinks is going to be the unit together at training camp and then works it through training camp. And right now he's got Bertuzzi playing with Matthews and Marner. Now, I think that's, you know, that's a super, a superstar line. Bertuzzi plays well with talent. He yeah. will he will protect in terms of physicality. He will, you know, there won't be, it won't be like, uh, and, I, and I love Michael Bunting, but it won't be like Sideshow Bob, uh, Michael Bunting, you know, like, <laughs> like throwing himself like a, a flying body wedge at uh, Travis Connecting <laughs> when, uh, when he's going after Matthews. Tyler, Tyler Bertuzzi will put Travis Connecty through the boards. I mean, he's a very physical player. Um, you don't want him fighting because he's broken hands before. And that, that's mm-hmm. the thing with Bertuzzi is his ability mm-hmm. to stay healthy. I know that um, Kevin Allen, who has been on our Buzzcast a number of times, and uh, you know I work with him at Hockey Now, I mm-hmm. uh, basically said Bertuzzi. Um, you know, he broke one hand blocking a shot, came back after five weeks, broke the other hand blocking a shot. It's like, okay, then maybe you shouldn't block shots. He's a, he's, you know, they're paying him five and a half million bucks to be a, be a skilled, but tough winger. And they need him to play with, with their top guys. And I think he'll be very effective, um, playing with Matthews and Marner. Is there a possibility that they move things around? Well, you know, look at what they've done. They've moved Neilander with Tavares. They've moved Marner with Tavares. They they flip around all the time. But I think if they start with that, that's a that's a really tough line to match up with. So, so you're saying there's no hope. We were talking in our last show about I wanted Sheldon Keep to actually have a set line. Like it used to be. I used to love when you actually knew the lines, the lineup, the way it was gonna. You, you think yeah. it's just going to continue with the yeah I do whatever through throughout the season like yeah yeah I, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna depend on the situation of the game that's why like okay Nealander plays center and if they're behind if they're protecting a lead Nealander is going to shift to the wing because Nealander is not right. good defensively it's like they'll play they'll move David Camp up to the third line and it'll be Matthews yeah. Tavares Camp that's why like I mean if if they stick with this. David Camp paying David Camp two point something million two point four million bucks to be your fourth line center that doesn't exactly make a lot of sense. I mean he's he's a checking center who plays major minutes who plays mm-hmm. penalty kill who's a good face off yeah. guy. You know a fourth line with a Sheldon Keefe team usually plays at most eleven minutes and that seems a, a little bit of a waste of a of an asset. Yeah. So I I don't know how that's going to work out but, but yeah they you know, say also like david camp is like the best conditioned player i think the way they say like yeah and i was thinking of that too earlier i thought to myself how is this guy going to be on the fourth line like you're wasting like right. you just said you're wasting him there um, he even ran a marathon in the summer just for fun yeah <laughs> so did i yeah I, and I'm, you can't, <laughs> no not really yeah. um but but i mean that's Again, do I think that this experiment with Neilander up the middle is going to last? No, I think eventually he's going to end up back on back on the wing, or they're going to continue to mix and match, and he'll play center one shift, and then later in the game he'll play on the wing, and we'll all be confused. And the you know the line the line matchups that we put out like before the game at the morning skate and at the uh, in the pregame skate will be completely meaningless. It, it will just be you know like pulling our well, I'm always you can tell I'm pulling my hair out, um, but. But um, what, what about I, Domi? Yeah, Maybe that, Domi will. Yeah, that's what I'm curious about because I okay, I had thought that maybe um, the combination that would eventually uh, be uh, a unit would be the old, and they never played together in London, but the the, the London night London yeah. night mm-hmm. of Domi Domi Tavares and Marner. Uh, mm-hmm. Marner and Domi played for a very brief time when they were with the Knights, but I th- like I don't think Domi is a center. I think he's a left winger. I think he'll provide some feistiness and physicality. He's not his dad. He's a really <laughs> skilled player. He's he's a really fast player, and he played really well for Dallas in the playoffs last year. Yeah, he did. He did. So. Yeah. And you could tell from his comments during the summer he wants to be here. He wants mm-hmm. he wants to play well and he wants to be here. So with the talent that he has, put him in a position to succeed. So I do I know do I believe do I know that that's what they're going to you know that type of line is what they're going to put him with? It's possible, but the big question is where do they put Matthew Nyes? 
Mm-hmm. And and right. like I, you cannot put Matthew Nyes on the fourth line, and you no, cannot no. put Matthew Nyes on the third line. He's a young kid. He's not, mm-hmm. you know, defensively. I don't think he's a, a liability, but he's got to play with talent. He's a big kid, fat, you know, pretty decent uh, speed. Goes into the corners, plays well with skill. You know, in college, you played with Logan Cooley. We saw what Logan Cooley did mm-hmm. yesterday yeah. for Arizona. Like, <laughs> he needs to play with Matthews or he needs to play with Tavares. But will he? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's well, the interesting thing. I, I heard also with Nyes that, it, well, I mean, hopefully it doesn't happen that he might, uh, like, end up with the Marlies for a little bit, too. I don't know, like, if they well, actually... Well, he's, he's one of the few people who are waiver exempt, but... Yeah. So he could go down there without having to clear waivers. Um, but because he, we yeah. only saw him, I guess, like just for that brief time, right? During the playoffs, which is fine. But then you to go through an 82 game grind. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of adrenaline there in a, in a short sample like that. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sure. I mean, do they want to make him earn it and not just give him a spot? Of course, mm-hmm. but we're going to see over seven, seven preseason games what he, you know, and he'll probably play half of them, what, what he's got. I mean, there are a lot of players who are sort of on the periphery right now that, you know, they have a lot to prove and we have to see whether, you know, they can make like, like, okay, Pontus Holberg, a lot of people thought Pontus Holberg was going to be the number four center. Mm -hmm. Well, if they play Nealander up the middle, then Pontus Holberg is going to be the number one or number two center with the Marlies. So that's, so, um, you know, Bobby. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, Nick Robertson. Nick, our, Nick, Rod, our you know, friend. after I, yeah. after Bobby McMahon, I was going to say Nick Robert. Okay. So yeah. Bobby, Bobby McMahon, who scored 20 goals at the Marlies last year, 20 goals the year previous. Um, they like him. He's a big kid. Keith liked him when he played, then he got hurt. Then he uh, didn't mm-hmm. play until late in the uh, Calder cup playoffs with the Marlies. He's still hurt right now. He's still recovering from the injury. I think he's close to being ready. He doesn't have waivers. He would have to clear waivers oh, to go down, but he's yeah. making also making like less than eight hundred thousand dollars. So, if you get rid of somebody who's making more money and that's a guy who fills in on the fourth line, you know, there's potential savings there. So, Nick Robertson is at a crossroads. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still yeah. believe that this kid has NHL ability. Has really, you know, he's a, got an NHL shot. He's got NHL speed. He just doesn't have NHL durability, and that's the thing he's got to prove. If he could prevent himself from getting hurt and just play yeah. 40, 50 games and do what he does, I think he's an NHL player, but I don't know whether he's going to be an NHL player with the Leafs or if it's going to be with some other team, but that, that's yeah. the, 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 the dilemma. Bobby McMahon, I guess Bobby McMahon, too, because I know Justin Bourne, I heard him talking, saying like he's really... I guess he's a fan of his and uh yeah. but is he injury prone as well? Like so like I heard he, like he hadn't been, but last year was just <laughs> I mean it was uh I mean he came up for um eight or nine games and played well and then they sent him back down to the Marlies and he was scoring like crazy. He was AHL player of the week and then he got hurt in I think he got hurt in March when they called him back up and he, it was a knee injury and he never got fully healthy. I know he, like I said, he came back for one game in the Calder yeah. cup playoffs. And then I, he may have had off season surgery. They, they just said he wasn't ready to resume full workouts. Now the thing is, if he's on injured reserve, that's then you don't have to put him on waivers. You know, that's right. a way at the beginning of the season. Okay. We, we don't, you know, we want everybody to make their roster decisions and have their 23 man rosters. And then maybe in the middle of October, when he is ready to return, we can sneak him through waivers. But you know, you know with the Leafs, there's no yeah. sneaking through waivers <laughs> with anybody. They always get claimed. Yeah, Every single yeah, one. We, we won't talk about the goaltending this time. That when it comes to that, too, it's just well, it's uh, like I, uh, I can talk I about know. it first. I can talk about it for a second because I'm I'm yeah. I'm fairly certain in my belief that Martin Jones will not be on this team when the season starts. He's either going to be on the Marlies or he's going to be claimed by another <laughs> NHL team. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, did not. Yeah. They did not sign Martin Jones to be the backup. Joseph Wall is the backup. Mm-hmm. I mean, the way Brad Living has talked about Joseph Wall, they have they're, they're believers in Joseph Wall. I think they're more believers in Joseph Wall than they are in Ilya Samsonov. 
mm-hmm. because Samsonov's a UFA at the end of the year. Wall's under contract for another year, and he's 25 years old. And he's, yeah. he's come up through the system. And True Living has said, well, you know, I've been following Wall since he was at the U.S. National Development Program. So he knows him. He, mm-hmm. he was a, he was a okay. well-regarded goaltender in that draft. Uh, in that 2016 draft, I mean, I mean, I that draft was in Buffalo, and I was mm-hmm. covering that draft, and I was an advocate for this for the Leafs taking Carter Hart, and mm-hmm. instead they took Igor Korshkov at the top of the second round, who played Jeez. one game, <laughs> and said, "See ya, I'm going back to Magnitogorsk." Um, but you know, they took Joseph Wall at the top of the third round, and he's had his injury issues, but. I don't, you know, what we saw of him last year with the Marlies and with the Leafs. I think he's an NHL goalie. Yeah, Yeah, no. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, we're believers in, we're we're wall believers as well. The brick brick wall. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, So do you have time just for one more thing since? I got plenty of time. Um, So you cover the Buffalo Sabres. Sabres, mm-hmm. obviously, for Buffalo Hockey now, and you've been to their training camp. So yep. do you think that the Sabres will be uh, making the playoffs this season? The Atlantic Division is the toughest division in hockey. Yes, it is. The, o- the only team that I'd say you would write off in terms of a playoff team, and I say this with complete and utter glee. Yes, is, is, I do too. I is, do. Is, is Le Habitant. They can, yeah. you know, they go swim in the St. Lawrence. Um, <laughs> but you know, they're 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 two or three years away from being a, a playoff team. But you've got seven teams that are capable of making the playoffs, and at most five can make it. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think the Leafs are making the playoffs. I think they're one of the top three in the division. I think Tampa Bay, even though they've lost a bunch of players and even though they're dissing Steven Stamkos, which I think is an obscene, um, you know, he'll, he'll end up walking away some, uh, you know, having a 50 goal year and walking away and signing with, oh, gee, let's see who she signed with. Um, but um, I heard the Panthers, maybe. Well, yeah, no, I heard. <laughs> that would be hilarious, actually. Oh, you get, get the state tax exemption, and yeah, you know, I would love to see that. And yeah. they have to move, really. Yeah. They got, a, they got, a, they got a ton of money coming off the cap. Um, but okay, they're uh, the, the the Panthers. Okay, they made the Stanley Cup final, but half their defense is injured still, and probably won't mm-hmm. be back. Uh, Backblad is recovering from surgery. Montour's recovering from from surgery. You know, the, they're not going to probably be fully healthy until like Thanksgiving or maybe even mm-hmm. Christmas. America. And they've lost some players as well. They, and they've lost some players yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Boston, they've lost Bergeron and Krejci, um, mm-hmm. so they're not they're not going to be as good. Ottawa's better, Detroit's better, and mm-hmm. Buffalo's better. But each one of those teams have l- little chinks in their armor. And the, the the chink that the Buffalo Sabres have is they allowed 300 goals last year. Signings on defense and Eric Johnson and Connor Clifton, which I think will help them. Um, Clifton was with the with, with the Bruins. He's, you know, I think he's a pretty solid defensive defenseman. Eric Johnson is a former first overall pick. Um, won a cup with Colorado, very experienced guy. Okay. Um, he'll help. Yeah. But the problem is with the Sabres is you've put all the emphasis, everything on a 21 year old goaltender in Devin Levi mm-hmm. and a 24 year old goaltender in Ukapekalukan, and who last year, when he was great, he was fantastic. And when he was bad, he was god awful. And Say that name again. Uka Pekka Lukanen. They call him UPL here because not everybody can alliterate that. Like Uka Pekka Lukanen. I was, I was going to say, very impressive that you yeah, should yeah. say that yeah, so yeah. quick. I'm, I'm, I'm good with the finish. Um, yeah. But 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 the, the the thing is, it's like I mean, I, I think Levi is an immense talent. He won the the uh, goalie of the year in the NCAA twice, uh, uh, the Mike Richter Award. But he's 21 years old. He played seven games last year. And I look at this team, and like you've you've got all you've got two cornerstone defensemen in Darlene and Power. You've got Tage Thompson, who scored 47 goals last last year. You've got veteran guys up front like Skinner and Tuck, and you got young guys coming like uh, 
Cousins and Paterka, Jack Quinn got hurt, but there's, and they've got lots of depth in terms of young forwards coming, Matt Savoy and Yuri Kulik and all these guys. They're, they're a really immensely talented team, but I look at the goaltending and I say, that's the one thing that if I was Kevin Adams during the offseason, I would have said, now yeah, maybe I can get a Cam Talbot or maybe I can get a veteran goaltender to be that number, be, be that number two. Oh, is that, or so will they claim <laughs> Martin Jones? No, there's the answer. Say. Goaltenders, they have, they have Levi uh, Lukanen and Eric Comrie, and Eric Comrie might be mm, get okay. claimed mm, on waivers mm-hmm. if they try to send him down. So they have a similar issue situation but, right but, okay. but it's mature under don granado and if they get better goaltending than they did last year then i think they make the playoffs but i'm skeptical yeah. i i don't know it's like i mean the thing hmm. is 10 games into the regular season if levi is pro- proved that he can't handle it he's a very confident kid but i'm sorry in the 21st century there's only one goaltender who went either from junior or college and was a and was at least a tandem starter the next year for his NHL team. And that guy's name was mm, Carrie Price. Oh, I, thought know, Patrick, I thought it was Patrick. I thought it was Patrick Raw. Well, that, that was, that was bad. That was back then. I'm saying 20% yeah. from oh, 2000 now. going okay. forward. You know, like everybody said, well, Jeremy Swayman did it with ball. Jeremy Swayman was not the number one goaltender for the Bruins. No. So it's no. like, you know, it's a lot, uh, it's a lot to put on Levi. And like I said, he's a very well, confident. Well, kid. yeah. And, and if they, if they, you know, lose a lot of games with him and Ned. I mean, that's like crushing a kid's soul the early on as well. Like it's a lot yeah. of pressure to put on a young guy. And and then all of a sudden say, you know, say, play it out. Say American Thanksgiving, late November, and there are 500 and there are maybe eight or nine points out of a playoff spot. And that, you know, I'm just, I'm painting the worst case scenario here. And Levi has proven that he's not ready. Then what's your answer? Then it's Uka Pekalukanen and Eric Comrie. That is not playoff goaltending. So, you know, and you're not yeah. going to be able to go out and trade for Hullabuck or trade for, you know, whoever else is a, a, an expiring contract in November. So you have to ride it out. And then because, by the time you can yeah. get a goaltender, it's too late. Hello, mm-hmm. Hellebuck wants to win the Stanley Cup. So that's yeah. the yeah. only. So he's not going <laughs> to want to go to Buffalo. He's not going right to go. Now. But you know, honestly, with with a goalie like Hellebuck, Buffalo they they could make some hay. Buffalo's got so much talent. But you know, like I mean, okay, bring it back to the Leafs. Ilya Samsonov had a great year last year. You can't ignore. At times, Matt Murray did play very well and was the number one goaltender. And then he got hurt, and we know what what happened. But Samsonov played really well, played above expectations. But then he got hurt. Then he played well in the playoffs, and then he got hurt. They, you know, you do, you don't know what mm-hmm. that, that's why they got Martin Jones. But the problem is, is they they can't carry three goaltenders at the end of the at the end of the training camp. So, I mean, I think that's insurance against a goaltender getting hurt in the in the preseason. That's what it is. But yeah. I mean, we don't know what Ilya Samsonov is. We've got one year to base it on, and that's why they went to arbitration. And that's yeah. why they signed him to a one-year deal. And he's a UFA at the end of the year. And if he, he p- plays like he did last year, then I think they'll have no problem signing him to a four or five-year deal. And if he doesn't, mm-hmm. if he regresses, then I think they're, then I think they're, they're in the market for Connor Hollebuck next July. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, well that's, that's I think we covered about, all yeah. the bases that we that we wanted to, and uh, we're going to get to see in short order uh, what the Leafs really look like in uh, the next few days when we actually get to see them on the ice again. And I, for one, uh, cannot wait. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Mike, we thank you once again for coming on and being our guest and mm-hmm. our Ladies Talking Leafs insider. And as for Leafs Nation, we want you to check out Mike's blog and podcast on HockeyBuzz.com and the Leafs Convo. And if you want to see what the Sabres are up to, you can check out Mike's articles at BuffaloHockeyNow.com. So if you don't follow him on Twitter, make sure you do. His handle is Mike in, at Mike in Buffalo. So thanks again, Mike. And thanks, we Mike. will be talking to you again. It's always a pleasure. Thank you very much. All right. Season. It was always great having Mike on the show, uh, and he'll be joining us throughout the upcoming season, giving us his insider views on the team. 
Yeah, when he can fit us in, because he has a lot going on. Oh, yes, that's <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So before we get before we go, we just want to give you a reminder to hit that follow button wherever you listen to our show, Apple, Spotify, or your favorite app. You can also find us on the Believe Network at believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V, or on our website, ladiestalkingleafs.com. It's also our first full season on YouTube, so you can join us there and watch our show. Subscribe to our channel and watch it there. See in-game action videos from games that we attend at Scotiabank Arena as well. And our YouTube handle, like all our others, is at LTL1917. Yeah, and don't forget, we have, we'll be sharing some exciting news, uh, big news on October 18th. So be sure to hit that follow button and also follow us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Our handle again is at LTL1917. Ingrain that in your minds. <laughs> we'll just keep repeating it here until you do. And then uh, we'd also love to hear from you. Um, leave us a rating or a review and let us know what you think of the show. It's easy on Apple and Spotify, and it's important for our show to get exposure as a source for Leafs content. And we thank you for taking the time. And another way to help us out is by visiting our Kofi page at, at Kofi.com. You can follow us there. And if you choose to, you can buy us a coffee. Any donation towards helping us produce our show helps it helps helps us make it even better for you. So you can find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes or in any of our social media profile pages. Yeah, and we're gonna be adding some new picks that I found from Maple Leaf Gardens. Uh oh, the not too awesome. of of us back in the day. So Look out for that. Follow the Kofi page and um yeah. And and you'll see we already have lots of lots of pics there if you want to check out our photo gallery. Mm-hmm. But uh we always, as always, we want to say thank you to our healthcare workers and first responders for everything that they do. So thanks again for listening and watching. Until next time. Go, go leaves, leaves go. go. Do you believe?